Well, uh, Tim, I appreciate you taking time out and uh, sitting down and talking with us. Uh, the movie. Very happy to do so. Now, uh, you're the producer of a new documentary that just hit the VOD and DVD markets. Uh, the, the Ventures, uh, stars on guitars. Um, I had a chance uh, a while back to watch this and review it, and I was very impressed. And I learned a lot by it. And I guess the first question I have, and I'm sure you probably get it off it, is why did it take so long to do such a great documentary on this very influential band? <laughs> yeah, that is an excellent question. And uh, I guess it kind of slipped through the the cracks of... Uh, so as, um, you know, uh, Walk Don't Run came out in 1959, and I'm, I was born in 59, so we grew up kind of there. And then, uh, so what happened was um, I had gone to see the Jersey Boys with my sister, mom, and my niece and nephew. And, uh, and you know, uh, working with the Ventures and, 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 you know, supplying a lot of ideas and different things. Uh, so that Jersey Boys, it really inspired me. It, it lit up a light bulb that said, hey, man, this could be great for the Ventures as an instrumental, you know, 60-year career journey of the instrumental music of the Ventures. And uh, they had been doing one on ABBA and Queen and Jimi Hendrix. So, anyways, I went to my dad, talked to him about it, and then we went to the uh, their uh, entertainment attorney and manager, and they loved the idea and took it to uh, a guy that was was uh, Paradise Artist, who was the booking agent for them, <laughs> and he loved the idea and moved forward with it. But about two years later, just kind of never came to fruition, and so we decided to do that. The next best thing would be a documentary story, and then come to find out that people in the past there had been companies that wanted to do documentary stories on the ventures, but it just never somehow happened. So I think you know sometimes things are meant to be, and so. Uh, we originally hired a company uh, to come out from California and do the documentary. And one thing led to another, it kind of got started, but then he went through some personal issues and he had to back out. And then we tried another company uh, uh, that uh, we worked with for a while and that didn't quite work out. So at that point, you know, I was talking to my dad and my sister, Stacy, who has been a filmmaker and a book writer. And she's very, very talented. Uh, I said, Dad, why don't we just have Stacy and us do it? You know, that, that would make sense. You know, you never think of your kids. You know, you always think somebody else should do it. Anyway, so, so I talked to him. He said, yeah, let's, let's do that. So I talked to Stacy, and, of course, you know, she was right on that. And so we collaborated with uh, putting this thing together and uh, hooking up artists. You know, we all kind of know different people. And. Uh, there's just so many. I mean, we have some great artists in the documentary, but there's just a whole lineup of more that um, they're very impressive uh, artists that not just guitar players. I mean, drummers, piano players, you know, Billy Joel, Elton John have all had something to say about the Ventures influence. I mean, it's pretty funny. So. Uh, anyway, so she went ahead with it, and I'm impressed. She has uh, done a great job. We're real proud of her, and you know we've had some influence in it. But she is the filmmaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is. Uh, and uh, I talked to her a little bit about it before it came out. She had mentioned it uh, when we were talking to her about a different film, uh, and she mentioned it. And I was really interested. And when I saw it, I was just kind of blown away because 
I, full honesty disclosure, uh, I hadn't actually thought, you know, the Ventures, oh, that's them. You, you know, it, it, it's one of those where I've heard their music. I've loved their music over the years. I'm I'm a music lover myself. I even played in, uh, you know, in high school and middle school. Um, but, you know, it's, I guess it's one of those things where they had always been around, so I never made the quite the connection until I saw the documentary. And then I saw all the artists you got. Uh, how did you go about getting the people? I mean, did you, once a word get out, was it fairly easy to find people to talk about? Yes. The biggest part, the hardest part was connecting with some of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are people that we've known known forever and they've been big fans of the ventures i mean aerosmith uh, mm-hmm. steven tyler joe perry uh, tom hamilton big 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 fans um you know so many you can go down the list but so we chose these um and and, and um you know stacy had a lot to do with the diversity mm-hmm. of of the fans and and from uh from now till back in the 60s and um we just um got on the phone and got on the horn and and everybody we reached of course john 41 out were were i mean they've been so kind to us and so generous and so giving because you know the ventures were such a key part of their life i mean it was joe walsh that uh, had funny things to say i mean about you know, in high school or junior high school, his mom and dad wanted him to play an instrument. So he played like the the French horn or the clarinet or something. And he, he says, uh, yeah, he said, I heard walk, don't run. And every one of these artists will say that. I heard walk, don't run. And it changed my life. He said, if it wasn't for walk, don't run, I'd still be playing the clarinet, basically. <laughs> so, you know, this the effect that walk, don't run had on artists. And I've got a couple theories. And one is, um, you know, the Ventures were one of the first ever uh, all guitar band rock and roll bands, because back in the 60s, like my dad said, rock and roll was a saxophone, a singer, a keyboard player, a guitar player, drummer and a bass. Well, they told the Ventures, you're never going to make it. You don't have any of that. You're just you're just three guitars and a drum. You're never going to make it. Well, that song, particular song and their style influenced many many great artists uh, all over the world it's it's amazing i'm always humbled by how many artists come out of the woodwork to say that they're influenced by the ventures but to your what you're saying i believe i've always had a theory that um they're an instrumental band and i think generally a lot of people who are into music um who don't maybe necessarily play an instrument they we all connect to the voice because every everybody out there, if you say, well, who's the lead singer of Led Zeppelin? Well, Robert Plant. Who's the guitar player and the drummer? Well, I don't know. You know, because if there's no voice, a lot of people can't hook on. Mm-hmm. They can't grab that that voice and 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 to distinguish. So I think they got a little lost. They get a little lost in the shuffle. But certainly, I think the Ventures are probably the most heard band all over the world. I mean, they sold records all over the world. Hawaii Five O was probably one of the most heard songs all over the world. I mean, more people have probably heard the Ventures than in all the different movies they've done and different things. I think more people have probably heard the Ventures than any other band. And and I'm a big instrumental guy. I lo- I love movie scores and that. And you know, it was one of those things where the tracks would come up in the documentary, and I was like. Oh, you know, I, I just I never quite put it together all the time. I mean, I knew Hawaii Five O, but it was like I, I all these other tracks I was familiar with. Uh, I'm like I heard that in this movie, in this movie, and I'm like, oh, that was the Ventures too. <laughs> you know, right, right. 
and that's what I really liked about the documentary. Um, but what I also enjoyed about it, and uh, you you seem to uh, be able to put together uh, a documentary that goes into a bit of music theory and method of guitar playing, but it never felt like you were either talking down to the audience or getting too complicated. But it felt like, uh, you know, you, you felt the need to put that instruction in there. What was uh, the approach for that, for putting that in there? Well, I think that that's been a question a lot of people have asked or been curious about. Mm -hmm. And um, so we just felt, you know, the Ventures had the very first ever instructional albums that actually hit the charts. Uh, it's never happened uh, before and it's never happened since. So I think that, you know, we were just trying to cover you know, all the bases and, um, you know, I mean, we have a guitar company and, and I, you won't believe how I many we sold guitars to, you know, uh, Bob Dylan's son. And I mean, uh, just sent one to, uh, uh, Brad Paisley, but I mean, people will call me up and say, Hey man, I'm trying to play this song. What is the chord? Can you ask your dad what that chord is he did on, on this song or that song? It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great that he, that they're still seeking out, a. Advice like that, uh, you know. And, oh man, uh, Dad, I just—he still gets a ton of fan mail. Mm -hmm. There's people sending him albums, pictures uh, constantly. You know, we're always doing that. He's—it's just—it's amazing. Sixty years later, you know, as an instrumental band, what they've done and are still doing will never—I don't think—ever be able to be done again. No, it, probably not. And, and in that case, too, if it is done again, unless it's a very unique sound, people are going to go, oh, you're just trying to be the venture. <laughs> right. That's right. And, you know, the other amazing thing is, you know, I mean, they say that, you know, copying is the biggest flattery. Well, a lot of bands do. I mean, I just received a, a CD that somebody did as a big tribute to the ventures. We've had a ton of those. But, you know, there's never able been a band that's ever able to really get the sound of the ventures down and you know when they started there was no such thing as electronics and and you didn't hook up you know they they got all that sound out of bending strings the whammy bar uh the reverb on the amplifier and the delay and those sounds had to be a lot of those sounds there have to be replicated by uh electronics now mm -hmm. you know a lot of people can't just do that yeah, I guess uh, some people might take for granted what tools they have at their fingertips now versus what your father and the Ventures had back in the day. Uh, Absolutely. To, to get that sound, uh, which is always, you know, even more impressive than uh, when you realize what they did with what they had. Uh, you know, what, when you're doing the documentary, were there any, like, surprise artists, like, that you're just like, Oh, that person, uh, you know, in particular that maybe came forward that wanted to maybe, uh, you know, that agreed to be on it or approached you at all? Yeah, you know, like like some of the stories dad had was, um, you know, that he's at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and they're in the uh, rehearsal room and they're hanging out with all the artists and Billy Joel walks up to dad and he says, you know, Don, Walk, Don't Run was one of the first songs I ever learned on the piano. And, uh, you know, of course, Eddie Van Halen, just who just passed away, bless right. his soul, uh, heck of a guitar player. He uh, in his book and, and it's well known that, uh, you know, he had moved to California from the Netherlands and him and his brother uh, 
you know, dad was a musician and he said, we got into surf music. And the first song I learned on the guitar was walk, don't run. And so, you know, there's probably a lot more we could have approached. So we are trying to put together a catalog of just artists that, mm-hmm. that say that the ventures were a major influence in my life. There is a, just a laundry list. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, you know, a funny story. I went to see, uh, Bob Seeger, uh, his sax player, Alto Reed is a very good friend of mine. And he, Bob had retired for a while, but came back out and he, he was having me playing in Seattle. So I, uh, I called Alto. I said, yeah, come on, I'll get, I'll get you in, get you and your dad in. Well, it was the last minute. I couldn't get hold of dad, but you know, like the stories like this are funny. He says, uh, uh, Joe Walsh was opening for him. So he went and told Joe Walsh, Hey, my friend, Tim Wilson's coming and he's going to bring his dad, Don Wilson of the ventures. And Joe said, Don's going to be here. And Alto said that, uh, Joe never let anybody come to his dressing room. And he, and Al, he tells Alto, as soon as Don Wilson gets here, send him to my dressing room. So, yeah, I mean, you just never know. I mean, there's so many people all over the world that, that it just comes out of the woodwork. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, you know, Elton John wrote something about the Ventures, uh, some of his favorite Christmas music, and the Ventures were cool. And, uh, you know, I think the Ventures, you know, just touched so many lives mm-hmm. all over the world. And one of the impressions I got from the documentary, too, is that it still it felt like, I mean, all bands kind of go through turmulous, you know, you, you, turmoil, and a little bit of choppiness, but it seemed like uh, the Ventures have maintained a fairly steady boat over the years uh through the documentary uh um, you know that is so true and i'll tell you you know just i mean it can't go on and on but anyways my dad met bob bogle they were 25 years old and didn't play the guitar Mm -hmm. and uh my dad was working for his dad and didn't really like working for his dad bob bogle came on because my dad's dad owned car lots so my dad was selling cars and working on cars so bob bogle came on the lot and wanted to buy a nice car and had a pocket full of cash. He was about the same age as my dad, which was like 25. And, uh, you know, dad asked Bob what he did for a living. And Bob told him, he said, Hey man, you know, do you think you could give me a job? I can give you a deal on this car. If you can give me a job where you work. So that happened. And dad and Bob, uh, were working together and both decided they had a, uh, real interest in playing the guitar. And they thought, well, listen, let's go buy a couple of guitars and if we can get good enough, we can play at parties or weddings and make some extra money. Cause they're both married with kids. And, uh, so they went out and bought very cheap guitars and, uh, practiced every chance they had. Now, a lot of guitar players started when they were 12, 13, 16, here's dad, and Bobby and uh, dad saying, shit, we were old then, you know, uh, I mean, when we started. And, uh, so anyways, um, you know, a year and a half later, they had a song called Walk, Don't Run, became number two hit in the nation. And uh, and from then on, you know, it's just been, you know, one thing after another. And they didn't ever expect this to to happen. But, you know, they, you know, dad has never played in another band his entire life. Bob Bogle never played in another band. They've been the Ventures their whole life, true to the Ventures. And, you know, yes, they were very good, you know, to, uh, with uh, and they had great musicians that understood that Noki Edwards, Mel Taylor, you know, Jerry McGee, there's, there's, there's just a handful of, of artists that are guitar players and musicians who played with the ventures in this 60 year endeavor. Yeah. Which is very impressive for bands. Cause I mean, you always listen to bands and you hear about how personnels change over the years, especially, I mean, 
very few bands, I think, are still together 60 years later, which is an impressive feat in itself. But those longer bands seem to change a lot of players. But the ventures seem very consistent. So, I mean, uh, what would you say contributes to that? Is it is it just a good relationship? I think it might have a lot to do with, and I could say they started playing guitar at 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, not Noki. Noki started playing when he was six years old, and that's why they brought Noki on. They were very impressed with him. But I think starting and meeting Noki at 25, I think they, um, they were a little more mature at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that they really... Every artist in that band is a true artist, is a true musical artist and genius, really. And uh, what they had was very magical. And I think they knew that. I think they realized we got something really special here that we're doing. And uh, and they went they basically came from humble beginnings, you know, Mm to uh, to to where, where they became. And I think that meant a lot to them. But they actually they got along famously. I mean, they laughed, they had fun together, they hung out. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I mean, I know bands that still tour that they don't even want to see each other. They'll, they, they, they'll get on stage and they'll do the, the magic, but after that, they don't want to see, even see each other. And, uh, you know, so yeah, that never happened with the Ventures. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it was. They really had some kind of a, of a, of a magic, you know, uh, charisma. Yeah, I was going to say some music magic for sure. Right, uh, right. You know, now, uh, what was it like? I, I have to ask, what was it like growing up around, I mean, uh, uh, you know, a band like this who was very popular, uh, I'm sure on the road quite a bit. What, what was that like kind of growing up around so much musical talent? Yeah, it was, uh, you might hear this from other kids who grew up in a, in, in this kind of, a, of an environment or family. Uh, it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and especially for me now, um, you know, as a kid, it was real tough because dad was on tour a lot. They toured mm-hmm. all over the world. And uh, I didn't see a whole lot of them and, uh, uh, and until later. But, um, you know, I, I didn't even talk a lot about it just because, you know, he was on tour a lot and, 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 and whatnot. But as I got older and uh, started to really realize, I remember the first time I, I really, really heard uh, uh, the ventures. <laughs> I was in junior high school and I was, uh, after re- a wrestling, uh, practice was in the locker room and Hawaii five O came on. I think I was like 10 years old or, or something like that. And it was like, wow, that's my dad, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, um, as time went on, you know, we, we've all, you know, he, as he slowed down a little bit, you know, cause mm-hmm. he could, they could have toured a lot more in the U S but, you know, at his age, he'd gotten to the point where just Japan meant everything to him. He loved the Japanese people. They adored them. Of course, they outsold the Beatles two to one. And, and he got treated uh, just really uh, uh, very well. And so, uh, but it was, um, you know, even today when I talk to my friends, my friends are all still amazed at, at, you know, these different things that are going on with the ventures and have for years. I mean, from the rock and roll hall, it just never ends. It's one award after another and then something comes up and it's, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's like the gift that keeps giving. And when you were younger and that too, uh, you know, was it, you know, you, you probably, did you have friends that are like, oh man, you're just, and you, you know, wow, you know this person or, or you talk to this person and for you, that person was hanging around all the time, uh, you know, like a famous artist or whatnot. I mean, uh, how was, how was that? Was it just kind of normal for you? You know, if they showed up at the house, say, uh, 
guitarist who's really famous they just show up at the house was it just like yeah it was because you know my sisters and and, and what we just didn't know any better you know we thought this is you know this must be everybody's dad might might be like this we're not sure so it, it became you know was not until i got older that i really really came to really understand mm -hmm. the 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 amazing uh life that was bestowed on us uh, compared to what he went through and the things he did and the things he was able to do and see he's got stories <laughs> oh i bet with with a history that long i'm sure there are definitely stories for the road uh some you might right. not even ever hear right <laughs> exactly exactly uh so uh now you're a musician and, and you uh you mentioned guitars as well you make guitars was uh, that kind of the influence of growing up with this kind of influenced you in uh, in doing that type of work and and yeah, I never I took guitar lessons, mm -hmm. but you know it's funny in my family I have a cousin that plays the French horn and she was in the Seattle Symphony and the uh, uh, Philadelphia Philharmonic and other than dad, um, I mean, my dad's mom played a little bit of an instrument called a tipple mm -hmm. and she'd strum around a little bit. And she, she kind of wrote a few songs, uh, uh, like she wrote a couple of very first venture songs, but you know, dad is kind of, um, you know, in a, in a, you know, on an Island, but none of us play and played. Mm -hmm. So, but I took lessons, but you know, I don't know if it was because, you know, of course, my mom and, 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 and friends and dad's friends always looked at me like, God, you know who your dad is. You got to play the guitar, you know, you got, and I guess I felt somewhat pressured or intimidated or the, the comp, you know, whatever. So plus I just don't think I had the, the, the right brain thing to, mm -hmm. to, to really do that. And so, but um, you know, the venture started endorsing guitars in 1963, starting with Mosrite guitar, mm -hmm. and then went on to endorse Aria and Fender and uh, others. And at one point in time, you know, Dad was just—they were getting endorsements and uh, uh, fees. So I came up with the idea of just starting our own guitar company mm -hmm. and doing it on our own. And uh, you know, and so we decided to do that. And so. That all came about, and if uh, if you go to the website, you'll see uh, Aerosmith, you'll see Billy Bob Thornton, you'll see Spencer Davis, who just passed away, and a lot of great artists that um, uh, you know allow us to use their image on mm -hmm. our with our guitars, and you know they're all big fans of Mo's Wright and the Ventures. <laughs> uh, Tim doesn't play guitar, but he's got a voice uh, like nobody's business on doing Elvis stuff. Yeah, it, it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> you do an Elvis? Oh, yeah, I do uh, I do a karaoke, you know, <laughs> but, but I've actually had standing ovations yeah, on, on my, some good. of the Elvis stuff that I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I, I had, uh, heard that you were a musician. I did realize, my apologies, that uh, you didn't play the guitar, but uh, you do an Elvis impression. I, I'm rather fan of Elvis, not a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, I love Elvis. It, yeah. Can you give us a little sample of Elvis? Oh, let's see here. I don't know if I'm ready for that with my voice, oh. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Like in the ghetto, as the snow flies on a golden gray Chicago morning, another little baby child is born in the ghetto. 
but that's just you know. Oh, but I mean, I love wow. Kentucky rain and all, all of them. <laughs> that's that's nice. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's, I can see why you get a standing ovations with karaoke. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and it's the king, so you can't go wrong, right? <laughs> sure, sure. And it's just all about fun, you know. Sure. At that point. Uh, you know, and I, I think that was what it was with the ventures, I think, to, to, to keep them for so long. I mean, you know, they had a philosophy and they had a, you know, they did what they call venturizing music. Mm-hmm. And that's a term I came up with 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 my dad, uh, you know, about 10 years ago. And, you know, they're known for taking hit songs of the day because the funny story was uh, when they first uh started uh uh you know they had their uh producer and their manager and and uh they were kind of early they hadn't been playing guitar that long and mm-hmm. uh he was talking to uh bob reisdorf and said wow you know we what are we gonna do to you know to keep going we don't want this to end and uh uh he said uh, well there's a whole lot more sounds than those guitars for you guys to discover and you got to discover them so they also came up with this theory that they could take hit songs of the day or songs they knew that could be fun and venturize them. And they kind of made them their own. And so that's really, you know, contributed to, uh, you know, their, uh, to their success. Yeah. But they, uh, they, 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 their, their philosophy was find songs that, that, that were super fun and uh, that they could really put their, their name on. I I definitely find uh, their music fun. It is it is great to listen to, and uh, you know I I in all honesty I haven't I haven't been to like the coast for surfing or anything, but just listening to the music, some of their music just takes me there. I feel like I'm I'm on the beach. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it conjures up images of surf and sand. That's for sure. And palm trees. <laughs> now, did you do any surfing when you were? Uh, I didn't. I grew up, you know, in Tacoma, Washington, where the venture started and originated. And all my family's pretty much still here. Uh, um, you know, Stacy's. Uh, uh, she, her mother, my mother are different, and uh, so Stacy grew up in California, and she lived in California her whole life, and. Uh, my sister with my mom and dad, I have one sister, Jill, and uh, she uh, lives here as well. So um, I love California and I've been to Hawaii and I've thought about trying to surf, but just never quite got there. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, a lot of people associated with that, which isn't a bad thing because uh, surfing is looks like a lot of fun. I, I may try it one day. Uh, <laughs> if yeah, I get... Dad said that, you know, the Beach Boys were influenced, of course, by the Ventures. Sure. And Dad did an interview one time where they were asking him, well, you guys uh, you guys must surf. And Dad says, no, nope, no, nope, because but I have seen somebody surf once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, uh, I did notice uh, on IMDb, it's mentioned uh, you've got another project involving the Ventures coming up. Did you want to talk a little bit about that, if you can? Uh, I'm not sure which one that is. Uh, the Walk, Don't Run, it's it's mentioned. Oh, okay. In- yeah, that is a, a, another. So about 10 years ago or more, um, a guy that uh, I've known here for since I was a kid and uh, – they're into, they got into uh, uh, the whole uh, Hollywood thing. And his brother, uh, Leonard Haggerty's brother, Teddy Haggerty, was uh, Alec Baldwin's very first body double. for, oh. And he was his body double for 20 years. So, but he had been in a lot of different movies and Leonard's uh, assistant director. So 
about 10 or more years ago, they came up with the idea of doing a documentary story. And so they went to Japan and filmed the ventures and uh, have been gathering information. They're kind of Northwest historians as well with the Whalers and the Sonics and the different bands, Little Bill. So anyway, they decided they wanted to do a documentary and they were gathering information. And uh, so, um, but it's taken them a long time. They kind of, I think, took a hiatus for a while and then picked it back up. So that is one that will be coming out and it'll be um, very good and, and, and different than, than, mm -hmm. than ours. It's, it's going to have a little more probably uh, retrospective and, and a little more history on certain things. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that, I don't, I'm not sure when that'll come out, but. <laughs> well, uh, definitely looking forward to that. And uh you know, is there? You mentioned a website. Is there a website people can go to uh, not only to uh, follow uh, your stuff uh, and the guitars? You may mention that you do custom guitars. What uh, is there a website for you? Yes. So, uh, of course, there's the the Venture Stars on Guitars uh, mm -hmm. official website. Uh, there's theventures.com, and then there's um, WilsonGuitarVentures.com, and that's the guitar website, and that's where you'll see Aerosmith and uh, I mean, country artists and uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter and different people that Spencer Davis that, uh, you know, uh, pictures of uh, different pictures of Noki playing with Slash and just very interesting, fun stuff to, to see on there. Ed, if you had one piece of advice to give to an up and coming uh, a musician, what would it be? And what would be, besides Walk, Don't Run, what would be your recommended venture song for them to maybe listen to? Yeah, that's a good one. I think that, you know, so many drummers were influenced by Wipeout. You know, you, you, you hear that a lot. Um, you know, um, you know, Walk, Don't Run, of course. Surf Rider, you know, song they wrote. That's uh, one that uh, is fun for people. Um, you know. Like yeah, Pipeline. So many um, kids, uh, even now, when I go to, I have a lot of friends uh, that have uh, uh, guitar schools, music schools, and they're doing now surf classes where they teach kids surf music and are really, I get a lot of letters from people and we've sent them guitar picks and different things and things for their students, signed pictures. Because it's getting, uh, you know, I think surf music is getting, you know, it was a, it was just a little small genre of music back in the day, but I think it's getting, people are realizing how fun it is mm -hmm. and that it's not as easy as it might seem to play and uh, to really get that down. So a lot of these kids are really into the bench. I'm always surprised when I see a 18 year old or 16 year old kid who plays the guitar and I'll give them a guitar pick that says the ventures on it. And they go, Oh, the ventures. I love the ventures. Well, I think technology and the computer and history and being that the ventures have never gone anywhere and they're still touring 60 years later, you know, a lot of kids are, are into the ventures now too. And, you know, the ventures influenced, you know, punk rock, new wave. I mean, so many of those artists mentioned the ventures. Uh, there was something written in a band called Anthrax. Mm -hmm. They wrote something in their liner notes on one of their albums that says people don't realize what an influence Don Wilson and Noki Edwards had on what's known as thrash metal. It's like, wow, really? <laughs> that was one thing that surprised me in the uh, documentary too, was punk artists and, and artists you didn't 
expect to be influenced by the ventures right. were influenced by them. And that absolutely that, that just and, you know, there's a there's a saying that says that if you weren't influenced by the ventures, you were influenced by somebody who was influenced by the ventures. <laughs> Well, I have a feeling the Ventures will still, their music will uh, live on for a very long time. And uh, it's a great documentary. And, I, you know, I appreciate your time today uh, talking about it. Uh, I, I thank you very much for this. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll uh, end it here. Uh, but, uh, you know, keep rocking for sure. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll definitely be looking for the Walk, Don't Run. Uh, uh, documentary to come out as well. So definitely, Mark. Thank you so much, okay. Mark. I appreciate you taking the time with us and 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 uh, and um, you know taking the time to uh, hear our story. <laughs> well, it's it's been a pleasure. I, I thank you very much. Yes. Okay, Mark. Thank you. You bet. You have a good day. And I'll pass on to Dad. I'll pass on your uh, your thanks to Dad. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank him for me very much. Uh, I will. You know, it was it was great seeing him in the documentary and. Yeah, uh, tell him he's got a, another fan here that really enjoys his music. So. Where are you at, Mark? Uh, I'm in I'm in the middle of Wisconsin. I'm in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So, nearly uh, right in the middle of of the good old uh, Midwest, I guess you could say. Cool. Well, that's excellent. <laughs> so. What what did you say? Point. Stevens Point. It's called. Mm hmm. It's it's a you know a lot of Wisconsin is rural yet. And uh, we're near the exact center. Uh, there's a small town that uh, prides itself on being the exact geographic center of Wisconsin. And we're about <laughs> 30 miles from it. So, <laughs> But I'm originally from Milwaukee, so I am from a, a, a bigger city. But I came up here and uh, went to college, met my wife, and uh, decided to stay here and, uh, you know, yeah, raise the family. So. Yeah, I know Dad has played there. Dad is, they've pretty much, they're, I mean, you know, they've played everywhere. I mean, in, back in the early days, you know, they had their their uh, station wagon and they had a little trailer and they, they, they went all around the U.S., you know, playing little clubs and little bars. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it, uh, you just, you, you sparked another uh, question for me is this, one of the things that caught me with the documentary was how big they did become in japan considering you know the 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 uh roots how grounded they were here in the u.s with their music and how they exploded in japan it's well they 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 survived the british invasion mm -hmm. you know one of the some one of the few bands that found a way to survive the british invasion and i think being instrumental helped because i always said you know uh there's no language barrier with avengers mm -hmm. music it's just flat out good music you don't have to lyrics don't get in the way and uh, they say that real true musicians really do appreciate instrumental music because the instruments are the voice. Right. And so anyways, they, because they're instrumental band, of course, they were able to back other artists. And uh, so there was a, a guy named Bobby V mm -hmm. and a gal named Joanne Campbell, and they were on Liberty Records and Sword Adventures. And they had a tour uh, planned to Japan and they needed somebody to back them up. So, Dad and Bob went over there and backed them up. And uh, and uh, the next year, I guess the next year, Walk Don't Run had become a hit in Japan. So they had called Liberty Records and said, we want to have the Ventures come this year, <laughs> just the Ventures. And so they went over there and Dad said they landed at the airport and there was like 10,000 
Japanese people holding up signs that they had no idea. And they're looking, they're looking around going, who's on this plane? You know, the president, <laughs> what's going on? And come to find out it was Welcome to Ventures. And then the instrumental music there, because they learned how to play. Dad told me that they wrote, I don't know how many number one songs in Japan, like 21 number one songs in Japan. And uh, they, uh, but they learned kind of how the Japanese uh, play and, mm -hmm. and different styles and, and chords and, um, you know, um, so yeah, they, whatever they did, wherever they brought, it was funny because dad said that when they first went to Japan, the teachers association tried to stop them from coming over. It was like Elvis <laughs> Presley. You know, he couldn't show them from the waist down. You know, that was so, so that, cause you're going to ruin their teenagers. Well, the teachers association tried to stop the ventures from coming to Japan because of rock and roll and walk, don't run out, you know, the devil music. <laughs> but anyways, dad said that just made us more popular. You know how that goes. Yep. You know, the kids want to, that just makes them want to hear it more. That, that, so, but they had just an unbelievable impact. You know, they've got awards from the emperor of Japan that mm -hmm. uh, no Americans have ever gotten. Or, uh, I mean, just it's just amazing. They've been embraced by the Japanese as family and mm -hmm. as you know, uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah, I've been on tour with them a few times over there, and it is it is just lovely. Well, the culture over there really takes their fandom to another level for anything that they love. I mean, it's just. You know, uh, and especially music. And that's what I always loved about playing music. And I always thought, too, that it's a universal language because you play a C note and they might call it something else, but it still sounds like a C note in Japan. You know, a chord. Yes. The, the, the chord's the same. And especially music, when you read it, you could take that music from the like the ventures, the sheet music, give it to someone in Germany, Japan, whatever. And they can at least, you know, some play it probably better than others, but they, they know the chords. They can read it. And that's, yeah, I, that's, you know, that's a great point. And, you know, that's that's a great way to look at it. I mean, I that's you just brought that, you know, to to my light to my eyes, because that is so true. Yeah. You know, you can share that that can be shared in no matter what language. And if they're just listening to it, mm -hmm. you know, Yeah, there's playing what you hear. Uh, there's a artist. There was a young uh, drummer on YouTube. I fell down a rabbit hole and watched her covers to where I learned she mostly learned how to play pretty exact the drum beats from listening rather than actually reading the music, just from listening yeah. to them. You know, and I, I've I've read about guitar players and other musicians. I, I'm huge into jazz, so. You know, yeah. the whole idea of listening to your 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 fellow musician to play off of them is really important in some of those stuff, especially okay. when you improv. So, you know, that's why I always loved music is because it is a true universal language. It sounds cliche, but I mean the ventures are kind are, are proof of that, I think. Yes. There was a very famous jazz guitar player from this area, and I, I, I knew I just he passed away. I can't think of his name right offhand right now, but was good friends of of, of, of the Ventures as well. He, he was very well. You would know him. I just can't think of it. But sure. anyway, um, yeah, you know, I've been to Japan where I've been in a club where um, some Japanese person is singing, you know, a famous song, American song, and it just sounds perfect. And and you go to say you know, say, Hey, that was great. And they don't even speak English, <laughs> you know, that was all just phonetic, you know, they just, they just, so, 
you know, it's pretty funny like that, but yes, they, uh, you know, yeah, the ventures are just, um, you know, the impact they made is, you know, dad would say we had, we would play at, at one point, I think they played 178 shows in 90 days. Wow. Uh, they, uh, would have three shows in a day and people lined up around the block for every show. I mean, it was just insane, insane. And, and you know, and there are such influences on a, a lot of people, uh, who would they say is their influences uh, either when they first started or even now, do they still have influences in their music? Yeah. Dad's uh, pretty diverse. He loves Metallica <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, listened, grew up, you know, in his family, you know, from Tacoma, his relatives were uh, from Sweden mm -hmm. and uh, they listened to country music. So dad kind of listened to country music, uh, Hank Williams and that kind of stuff. And then he got into the big band sound. He loved big band and uh, he loved Dwayne Eddy. And that's, I think one of his biggest influences uh, for their sound, because, you know, people I say, well, how did they get that sound? They're from Tacoma, Washington. I mean, <laughs> where, where did that come? Where did that come from? And, you know, it was just my dad and Bob, and he, that's all all they could do is what they could do and what mm -hmm. they taught themselves how to do. And that just happened to be a sound that they just adopted. And, and I don't know if that had a lot to do with Dwayne Eddy uh, or what. But, uh, yeah, dad had a real uh, like of, of music, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and a lot of different kinds of music. And, of course, they loved, uh, you know, um, uh you know, just a lot of different artists, but mm -hmm. yeah, he was, he got into the big band sound and Chet Atkins and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Les Paul and just quite a, uh, quite a variety of, of artists. <laughs> and I, I think that comes through in their music too. When you, when you think about it, you know, that influences and part of the thing I think that helped them last so long is they seem to adapt and and change slightly i mean you still can hear it and say that's a ventures song but at the same time they seem to have uh evolved a little bit easier than say some bands over the years uh the, would you say that they were uh, the ventures are were uh more uh, adaptive to the years as they went on i think so because they survived 60 years and they they made um, a lot of different changes, changes with the times to to update and upgrade. They they did a disco album, they did a country album. You know, they they did they did a lot of uh, of uh, you know um, classical stuff. That they they were very experimental. And they tried. The one thing Dad has always told me too, when him and Bob met, and they 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 bought guitars and they didn't know at that point, they didn't know no Gedwards or they had never played in the club and they were just playing together. And dad said, um, you know, we switched back and forth on rhythm and lead. And dad said, we had to make up for percussion and the drums. And so he goes, that's what gave me, got me to where, you know, people say Don Wilson is one of the best rhythm players ever of all time. And uh, that real percussion-y, uh, uh, rhythm that he plays is due to the fact that, you know, him and Bob just uh, played a rhythm and lead, and to get that full sound, that's what they did. He said, we didn't know a drummer and or a bass player <laughs> when we, you know, were, were playing early on. So they, they had to just uh, make do with what they had. and uh, Right, right. Uh, you know, I mean, it, that, you know, I think that comes through, and maybe that's helped them develop over the years, because uh, by making do, I think, you know, 
I, that may have also helped them adapt over the years, I think, because uh, you could hear it in the music that uh, it is a unique sound. And I, I will say, you, you hear the cliche in that, but I, I truly think, too, that the Ventures probably, you know, that sound will not ever be fully replicated. Uh, you know, people will cover them, but just not quite maybe there. Though, was there ever a cover of one of the Venture songs that surprised your dad that they thought was really good, you know, better than what they might have expect, he might have expected? Yeah, there was a band called Low Straight Jackets mm-hmm. that dad got a big kick out of, an instrumental band. They wore the, the Mexican face masks <laughs> and stuff, and they, they were real popular, and they were super good, and mm-hmm. they, they were very good friends of, of the Ventures, but they were excellent, and then there's been every, you know, people send dad demos and stuff, and there's a guy named Byron Tejan who, uh, who sent dad uh, one of his CDs, and dad was really impressed with one of the songs, had to call him up and say, Byron, wow, that's better than we played it. You know? <laughs> so yes, yes, it did happen here and there. It, and it's great to hear because you do hear, you know, you hear stories about certain musicians when they get big enough to where they, they, uh, don't take the effort or the time, as you just mentioned, where they might call the artist who covered their music and say, Hey, that, you know, that was better than us. Uh, you know, I, I would you say that maybe that's also the longevity is, is the, how the ventures have stayed grounded? I would say absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. To that. Yes, definitely. That's a good call. You know, they, they certainly were. And I, that is really, I think a strong key to, their survival and they're and they're able to do what they did because if it wasn't for that they, you know, they would have imploded you know there's always going to be you know when you got you know an excellent lead guitar player and you got you know there's always you know somewhat i think they kept their egos in check um i, I really do i don't think anybody you know thought they were better than the other or uh there was no arguing about that or no they were all impressed with each other to be honest with you they all gave each other credit for it and and it really took that because when you have a four-piece instrumental band as popular as the ventures are each part has to be strong right each part has to play their part very well or it's not gonna you're not gonna have what the ventures have so i think they really respected each other mm-hmm. you know for for what their talents were and i think it, it you know they spent so much time together at, you know, touring all over the world and here and there. And it was just like he said, it was my relationship with the ventures was longer than any marriage I ever had. <laughs> you know, it's like being married, you know, sure. to somebody for that long. Cause you're with them all the time and you got to see them on stage and you gotta, you know, you're going out to dinner and you're, you know. Yeah. I, I, I could kind of relate. I mean, you know, I, I hang around my uh, coworkers, I think more than my family a lot of times. Cause you yes. work, you work so much. So, Right. Uh, it, they do kind of become another like extended family so <laughs> absolutely yeah and you can you know you know like i say you know some of the bands that the egos just got in the way mm-hmm. and somebody left thinking that they were going to show them i'm better than you and then it nothing you know it never happened mm-hmm. you know so the key is for the ventures was always sticking together they knew the importance of them being together was way more important than them not being together um, you know, uh, they had just, uh, the magical, like mm-hmm. you said, the magical music sound and touch. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they, they recognized that they did know that. And, um, you know, it's, um, you know, they have a place in history, you know, oh, yeah. uh, for, 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 for what they've done. And I think they knew they were heading that direction. Although dad did say one time, uh, you know, they had released 
uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe 40, 30, 40 albums. And uh, I think dad was probably in his 30s. And he told me, he was joking around with Bob. He goes, man, can you imagine if we're still doing this when we're 50? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he's 80 and he just retired five years ago. <laughs> you know? So pretty funny stuff. Uh, that, you know, that shows what great and power music is. And, you know, it's and you're, you're right with the, the four piece because I, I'm a band geek and people pick on, you know, some people say, oh, that guy just plays the triangle or that guy just hits the bass drum. And I'm like, yeah, he might only have like two or three little, you know, notes to play. But if he gets it wrong, you hear it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're absolutely right on that. You know, so with the ventures, yeah, with the four of them, they, I, I imagine they have to have that kind of respect because if one of the guitars uh, players is off, it's going to come through your music because that's that's who you have. <laughs> right, and they were like that because if somebody missed a note, they're like, "What?" You know, because it didn't happen very often. And you know, people will say their live music was just as good, if not better, than their mm -hmm. albums. I mean, they were that perfectionist, that much of a perfectionist that. You know, they get out there and, 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 you know, they got standing ovations after standing ovations and uh, they just kept coming. I mean, people just really appreciate the ventures, what they do, what they've done. Um, they've lived, uh, you know, a, a real clean lifestyle pretty much. And, uh, you know, they're uh, quite a uh, uh, inspiration. I, I will say they are definitely that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, uh, music lovers all around the world, I'm sure, uh, are appreciated and glad that their music is still out in the world and still being listened and played to to this day, uh, for sure. So um, Yeah, I, I always wonder what, you know, if it wasn't for the Ventures, if it wasn't for and what they did and how they kind of changed the direction of rock and roll at that time. I wonder how many other artists maybe wouldn't have been created, you know, you know, if the ventures hadn't happened, or or their sound may have been different because they didn't hear the ventures. Um, Absolutely, or, or maybe not take a risk to do a new sound like the ventures did. Um, you know, I, I'm always interested in new new sounds. I, I may I may not exactly care for all of it, but mad respect for someone making you know doing something different. Like with jazz, uh, I wasn't. I've grown more of appreciation for Sun Ra now than when I was younger, but that's that's some really out there music, but they're doing something different. And I think, you know, that's, you, you've got to kind of, you, you have at least respect that they're trying to do something different. And the Ventures definitely brought something different, I think, that influenced a lot of people and encouraged them to do something. Yes. That's the thing about music, you know, it's totally artistic. And, um, you know, I think we've seen over the years with the different genres and styles and different things, um, it is an art. Mm -hmm. It's an art. And, uh, you know, the venture certainly perfected theirs. And, uh, I mean, they they loved what they did. They they truly, and, you know, I mean, they looked forward to it. I mean, mm -hmm. people, dad says, you know, people ask me how many times he thinks he he's played Walk, Don't Run. He said, oh, my God, <laughs> thousands and thousands of times, you know. And he loves to do it every time. He never gets tired of it, he said. I just. I never get tired of playing Walk, Don't Run. Well, and that's the great thing about music is if you have a favorite song, either that you play or even listen to, 
you, you don't get tired of listening to it or playing it. Right. <laughs> My gosh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and then you might, if you're playing it, you might do a variation, but in the end, it's still that song that you love. So yes, you, you know, so. yes, and the ventures rarely changed up. You know, mm-hmm. the thing about going to a ventures concert. Now, I've been to some concerts where I've gone to see them, and I. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Some people like it when they change up the format or they change the the song around it, you know, so it's not quite the same every time. And I like to hear the song I hear on the radio or on my albums when I go see. I want to see that performed. I don't mind if they change the arrangement up a little bit, but the Ventures uh, rarely did that. They came out and played what you're used to hearing and the way you wanted to hear it. And it was always exciting. (laughs) uh ed outside of the ventures uh i would have put you at a spot outside of the ventures who would you say uh was is one of your favorite uh performing artists or bands besides the ventures yeah i would have to say you know over the years you know led zeppelin Hmm. was probably my one of my my favorite and certainly stacy's uh favorite growing Hmm. up and you know not too long ago i was at a uh cd store thumbing, thumbing through uh, UCDs, and I saw this uh, CD, and it said, big letters, walk, don't run, and little letters, it said, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and I thought, it, and it was like $40. I thought, no, I can't leave without this. <laughs> so I bought it, and it was a bootleg, and it was from 1971 at the Great Western Forum in Los Angeles, and a guy must have snuck in a tape recorder, because back then, well, yeah. you know, this is, you know, I mean, and, uh, and a microphone, and uh, it says, uh, you can hear the band, like when we were kids, you'd go to a concert, and there was no sound check, they'd be warming up on stage, doing the sound check where everybody's out there, and then maybe they'd go off stage and come back on for a minute, but anyways, the announcer says, I'd like to introduce to you you know, uh, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, Led Zeppelin. And they go right into Walk, Don't Run. <laughs> and so it's like, but anyways, I've always been a big fan. I always thought Led Zeppelin was great. But I, I do have, uh, you know, uh, certain bands that I, I, I certainly enjoy. But I enjoy a lot of music. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to get backstage quite a bit uh, <laughs> due to the ventures. I've been able to get to, to a lot of backstages, which has been a real pleasure. <laughs> Well, I bet, especially being a concert goer, a music lover, getting backstage, get to talk to the artists has to be an experience. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, this year, unfortunately, uh, was the first year in 60 years that the Ventures Tour was canceled due to COVID-19. Yeah. 60 continuous years. Uh, Dad never missed a tour in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh and so we're all starving for music. My friend Doug's a musician, and I mean, we're all music people, and it's real tough uh, to not be able to go see. I had three, I had three, uh, I had three concerts. I had tickets to go see, all canceled. You know, uh, our documentary story took first place before COVID. Took first place in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it outbeat Street Survivors, which was the Leonard Skinner documentary, and it was touted to be the number one biggest, you know, thing going. And, and, and we beat it. And then we were supposed to go to uh, Viva Las Vegas for the world premiere. Then COVID happened. So it's just been one knock on the head after another due to this thing. But but they're already rescheduling their Japanese tour for next year and other tours and stuff. So they're picking right back up. 
Well, well, that's great to hear uh, <laughs> that they're still going to tour, and uh, there, there's a sounds like there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. We just we just have to be patient, I think. Yes, um, yes, we do. So uh, with that, so yeah, uh, again, thank you very much for this. Uh, yeah, this, it was a real pleasure, Mark. It's pleasure, learning experience. Great to uh, talk to you. Uh, you know, say say hello to your dad and tell him we really I really appreciate his music. Uh, quite a bit and getting this opportunity has been wonderful and uh, thank you uh, Doug as well for your man behind the scenes there yes uh, Doug I, I, would, I wouldn't be here without Doug <laughs> hey Mark can you pronounce your last name for me sure it, it's Krawcheck uh, uh, so uh, it's like Craw and Czech that's the easiest right. way to say it that's what I thought yeah yep. it's that, that good Polish name you know <laughs> yeah yes yes definitely <laughs> so uh uh, yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I actually have. But it, it's been all a pleasure. Buddy, well, if there's ever anything else, you know how to reach me. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe when uh, the Walk Don't Run uh, film comes out, we can uh, talk again and, and talk some music. Uh, sure, uh, of course. Let's it, do that. Let's do that. I think you're going to get a real kick out of that one too. They they've done um, spent a lot of time on this, and they've got reenactments and really fun stuff in there too. So it'll be a nice compliment to uh, to uh, stars on guitars. Fantastic, and hopefully, maybe it starts a trend of more documentaries and retrospectives. Yes, let's keep this train rolling, baby. <laughs> let's keep it rolling uh, for for another sixty years. Why not? Right, so, right. <laughs> yes uh, well thank you uh doug thank you very much tim uh it's been a pleasure and uh you have a good evening all right mark you too take hey, care thanks, mark.